Just a quick note before we hop into the episode, Friday, December 6th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time will be the second chance sale at toypizza.com. Do not miss it. This is your last chance to pick up any spare action figure of the months that are sitting around the workshop. So hope to see you there. Distazapod Q&As, but first, my friends, I actually skipped Patreon question from earlier. So uh, here's Gavin Raider's uh, questions, and I will now provide the answer. Gavin asks, any word if one month Action Figure of the Month members will get January or Erratic when he comes out? Um, so Gavin is referring to my, uh, multiple updates in which I forecast that Radic will not actually be beginning the action figure of the month club in January. Um, it seems more likely he will be February, uh, in a best case scenario. Um, so that leads to the question, when do one month orders get fulfilled for action figure of the month 2020? My best guess would be I will fulfill those when Radic is ready, uh, because my assumption is that people want a new figure, and um, that is the current plan. All this could change. There are many variables involved in this production cycle, but uh, I think that's the safest bet. We should look for Radic to be in people's hands earliest February, and then those one-month supporters would likely get theirs around then. Any idea when you'll hear back on those quotes from the factory on Meat Ambassador. If Meat Ambassador doesn't make it, can the money be redirected towards buying figures that didn't make the cut from the subsidy supply drop? Or that did make the cut, rather, from subsidy supply drop. So um, the individual styles and their costing and how that plays out, we are very far away from. Uh, The factory has only just yesterday received the 3D file for Hackerman. We did a lot of revisions, a lot of tweaking to the accessories. So I do not even know how much the project will cost yet. I don't have a tooling estimate from them. Once you get your tooling estimate figured out, um, it is then a few months before you start pricing out uh, painted figures. Now, there's a couple of reasons for that. Sometimes the accessories change. Sometimes there are changes to the actual figure or the design itself. Those can impact how paint is applied to it. So I think realistically, you know, it's not gonna, I'm not gonna know the cost on Meet Ambassador for this um, before the end of this year. That's for certain. Now to speak to pre-orders and subsidy supply drop and canceled figures, possible figures, things like that. Um, Here's where we're at. Uh, Hob is not happening. Refunds have happened. So people got their money back. We're not moving forward with Hob. Everything else has a pretty good chance of getting made. Now, I understand pretty good chance of getting made is maybe not enough confidence for some people with the money that they've put up. So if you are feeling uneasy about your subsidy supply drop purchases, and you would like to request a refund for any of the items that have not been 100% greenlit yet, yet, which uh, I think I've been 
pretty clear in a previous podcast. Look up the uh, subsidy supply drop uh, post-mortem distazapod. That will give you a breakdown of all the styles. If you're uneasy, um, let me know. Drop me an email, jesse at eerietheoryentertainment.com, and uh, we'll talk about uh, giving you a refund for any of the figures that have a question mark over them, with the understanding there are very few that are sort of uh, not likely... I mean, they're all pretty likely to get made outside of Hob. So I'll leave it to your discretion. Reach out to me. Let's discuss. And I'll see if I can help you out with that. Hopping back to Gavin's questions. Uh, I'm curious. I'm getting a Lego Ice Planet vibe from the Ice Rat. What is the inspiration for this color scheme? Um, I think I have publicly stated... This is a love letter to Lego Ice Planet. There was a really great story about my first encounter with that line. And uh, you can listen to it on what would have been yesterday's Distazapod. I believe it is a patron-only uh, exclusive. So enjoy that. I think it's a good story. Finally, from Gavin, uh, I'm loving Saima. The stealth version is so much fun to build with. I don't have the Action Figure of the Month version. Is it the same translucent pink as the previous Rift Killer? release from Onel and the blank Patreon gift. Will patrons get first grab at these? Yes, this is what I dub the Chaos Pink. Um, it is a perfect match for those colors. Um, there is not going to be a sort of advanced sale for patrons, but there will be a second chance sale in December in which uh, any and all Action Figure of the Month packages unclaims, returns, those will all be up on sale. This will include the pink Cyber Mama, and this will include the Stealth Cyber Mama, and this is going to be our hottest sale of the year. So everybody keep your powder dry and your musket stuffed because it's almost time to fire. Now we move on to our Facebook questions, starting right off the bat with Jeremy Sung. Excuse me, why are you so sexy? Uh, Jeremy, this is a trade secret I can't share with you, my friend. Very sorry about that. Moving on, Jamie asks, what is your least favorite action figure of the month? Which figure would you change from a colorway perspective? What figures would you did you want to include but couldn't because of logistics? Um, so there is a Desazapod that gives a post-mortem on Action Figure of the Month. It goes through month by month. It is a Patreon-exclusive podcast. You will be very intrigued by the stats and the figures that are shared in that, especially the monthly budgets. I had a specific budget every month I wanted to hit, and it's fascinating to see which characters exceeded that budget and which came under budget. Spoiler alert, a lot of months exceeded the budget. Um, regarding these specific questions, my least favorite action figure of the month character, uh, you know, I kind of love them all. I know that's a bit of a cop-out, um, to go with. I'm, I'm very happy and I feel like it's a very solid offering. I guess if I had to pick, um, while I was very happy with it at the time, I think the old night for the DIY month in comparison to the other figures, uh, just doesn't hold up because the other figures are much more dynamic and there's sort of personality and individual characters attached to 
the majority of the other releases. Um, so if I had to pick, I think that one is probably the best answer to that question. Uh, what figure would I change from a colorway perspective? Um, I don't, I don't know that any of them need to be changed. I think there are little tiny tweaks that I probably would have done. Uh, the Hyper Knight's eye deco on the cracked mask is one of those examples. If you look at the Hyper Death in November versus the Hyper Cerulean, uh, you'll notice the eye deco is different. It's improved. It's better. Um, so just kind of tiny little things like that. But other than that, I, I'm happy with the, the color schemes that were sort of chosen. I think it all ties together in a very in a, in a, a nice variety. You know, I don't think we repeated the same sort of feeling in any one month. I think they're all very distinct and very different. And um, I think that's a, that's a big plus. Uh, finally, what figure would I have wanted to include but couldn't because of logistics? I think I wanted to get Cyber Mama earlier in the rotation. But she went through so many revisions and, you know, a refining process that was very necessary that um, she really only could come out in December and uh, I think it's ultimately it's okay because you know she is the sort of star of the year and uh, it does make sense that she would sort of be batting cleanup. Scott Page who is a newer squire of the slice says any chance we oversee a Rex Cannon figure in the three and three quarter inch scale and Travis Goldberg chimes in that there was one available on the shop a couple months ago and it came with bonus Marauders accessories um, yes, Scott, the good news is there are Rex cannons that exist. We've actually done two of them. There is Rex in Lime Armor that was in the first Rift Killer assortment. And then Rex was re-released, different sort of skin tone, different colorway, with cloth goods in the LA Knights set. Um, I think we're, uh, we're definitely, yeah, we're sold out of those. But, um, you never know what might pop up in the second chance sale. So, pay close attention and, um going to be fun. Now Jeremy comes back around. He wasn't content with the sexy question. He wanted to ask any chance of a tyrannical counterpart to the Dune Surfer. Um, I thought about it. I actually had one designed. I actually did a paint test of one and I didn't love it. I don't know that we need to do to go further down the Dune Surfer hole. Um, although he does make an appearance in the Hypernight zine that will be going out in uh, late December to all patron members. Uh, but no, I don't, I, you know, homages, I've definitely done a lot of this year against my better instinct. Some have been successful, some have not. Um, you know, I don't know that I want to keep hitting the same note in that regard. Uh, plus, Brandon did a wonderful job with his Air Raiders homage. So, you know, there's a lot of Air Raiders product out there if you're into it. Cliff says, will we see more Rex Cannon stuff in the future? Will you guys be making another 8-inch Sofubi figure in the future? Uh, to the second question, no. There are, are going to be no more Sofubi figures made by Toy Pizza or myself. It is a really, really difficult market. Um, I think that Sofubi collectors typically, they like... They, they have no interest in action figures, necessarily. And action figure people might dabble a little bit in Sofubi, but ultimately their core competency is action figures, whether it's six inch or, you know, uh, four inch. So 
the Safubi project has done okay. It's been, you know, it's been a double, not a home run. Uh, we have, let's see, one more style to release, and then Nikki will be doing sort of hand-painted uh, figures for um, the foreseeable future. But no, this was not uh, enough of a success to necessitate us doing additional figures. I think that uh, we've made a valiant effort. We made back our money on the project, but what people really like and respond to and buy in mass are our smaller figures. Now, to your earlier question, will there be more Rex Gannon stuff? Absolutely. Um, I think patrons have seen a concept that was floating around. Uh, I definitely want to do more Rex Gannon. I would love for Action Figure of the Month 2020 to be the year that we get a sort of classic Vaughn. You know, he has finally made his appearance as the Frankenslice earlier this year. But I would love to get a younger version of Vaughn made so that we can sort of, you know, we can finally reunite these two guys, the Rex and the Vaughn. And it would be good timing in 2020 because Gavin Mackey is working on a complete relaunch of the Malignant Bullet Rex Cannon storyline, which is going to be a lot of fun. Bryce Lawson asks, is there any way to still subscribe for Action Figure of the Month? Uh, no, unfortunately, our numbers are locked. Our product is ordered. We are moving forward. Uh, we only have about a 30-day window for people to enroll each time a year. Um, but you will be able to have a shot at buying any excess inventory that will be in the stores for 2020. I, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think there will be a little bit more inventory than this past year for people who want a second chance at them. Uh, we'll see if logistically that plays out, but that's kind of the idea for right now, so we'll see. Jake Meyer says, how much salami do you feed your cat? Is a little okay as a snack? A little bit is okay as a snack. Gabriel Chovar, or Tovar, 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 uh, who I believe is a newer Squire of the Slice, says, out of all the figures you guys have released, which is your personal favorite? Ah, uh, boy, this is a tough one, and it changes all the time. Uh, I'm I'm really really into the hot pink Cyber Mama right now. Um, I, it's it's just everything I hoped it would be, you know, and it instantly lends itself to interesting storytelling and play patterns and adventures. And right now, that's that's where my mind's at. It's really, it's quite great. I'm very happy with it. And I'm happy with the reception to her. Um, there's also a very good Patreon-only Dostazapod giving some backstory about Cyber Mama that I think most people would find very interesting, including who she's based on. And it's not who you think. So uh, consider checking that out. My boy Snake Pike is here. Good to see you at DesignerCon, my friend. He said, uh, you said that the Hyper Knights bathe, bathe in saline to recharge as opposed to eating or sleeping. Have you had any experiences with saline that have inspired this story? Uh, when the Acid Rain figure comes out, will you have it in, on the store or will it only be available to Acid Rain retailers? So, um, I do have on my short list... Uh, to do a float tank. I'm very excited to do that. Sensory deprivation. I, I'm fascinated with that idea. There's a couple great places in the city that I can do it at. 
it, I it's always on my my to do, and I just never get around to finding the time to do it. But I think that might change sometime soon. Um, I also am a big proponent of using neti pots or sinus irrigators. I uh, historically get really bad sinus infections every year. I usually get si- quite sick twice a year and am sort of down for the count and sometimes it's developed into pneumonia. Uh, the only thing that has mitigated it for a very long time for me has been using, well, changing diet for sure, but using neti pots twice a day in the winter time. Um, you know, the ability to breathe is the fundamental building block of life. And if your nose is stuffed up, or you suffer from post-nasal drip, or you have a sniffle, that affects your overall general health. So I have a strict regimen of using neti pots and saline to sort of flush out my uh, sinuses. And I gotta tell you, knock on wood, it's been a long time since I've gotten sick. It's been more than a year. And uh, for somebody that, you know, was perpetually getting sick all the time, that's a pretty good achievement. Um, So I do have very fond sort of feelings towards saline, and I'm sure some of that has uh, affected my storytelling with the Hypernites. Now, the Acid Rain Project, um, it's still way too early. This is going to be a very long ordeal. Uh, I don't think it's going to be in people's hands when they want it to be. You know, um, the current idea is that the Acid Rain project uh, Part of the Acid Rain project, anyway, I, there's, I'm trying to sidestep things I'm not supposed to talk about, uh, will be available on the store. So it shouldn't be something that's hard to get if you are already a customer of ours. Um, and I can't say much more than that, so uh, hopefully you understand. Travis Goldberg asks, uh, Could we see a Healy X Knights of the Slice two-pack collab of sorts in the future? I follow Heliumade's work before, but his recent glass line seemed to kind of come out of nowhere. Do you have any cool insight on this? Would you be able to share? Um, I I would say I'm, you know, I, I like Healy's work quite a bit. I think he's a super talented guy. Uh, I would be open to a two-pack collaboration, but I think that, and this is just my conjecture, but I think that Healy may feel like he has a different audience than ours, and that might actually be true. Um, so... I think it really depends on, uh, you know, David's comfort level with uh, this sort of fan base is merging. And, you know, I couldn't tell you if that's an appealing idea to him or not. So uh, I'm open to it. And, uh, you know, I have bought all the releases and I look forward to buying all the future ones. Um, As far as like any insight, uh, I was actually in China when these rolled off the assembly line. So I think outside of Matt Dowdy, I was the first, uh, and and David, of course, probably the first uh, person outside of the production team to actually get to see these and play with them. Um, and um, also, David did call me probably, must have been about a year ago, maybe even longer, uh, asking about, you know, is this the right move to make? Should he get into manufacturing instead of just doing resin releases? And what my experience had been with Clios and Dowdy and, and the sort of community. So um, I don't know how much that conversation influenced him, but I obviously responded in the positive to, you know, the experience of uh, making these figures and making them with Dowdy and for this uh, community.
Moving on to Brian Rios. How did the turkey turn out? Uh, the turkey was overdone last year, slightly underdone this year. I do not claim a victory. Um, the dinner overall was very good, but maybe next year I'll get the temperature right. Um, besides the capsules, any plan to have a carrying case or something in the future? Uh, nope. I think the carrying cases in the size they are is the right item. I don't want to do a big carrying case. The problem with carrying cases is that's it. There's no additional play or interest or fun you can have with it. It's just sort of for storage and for display. Wherein the capsules, they have Glyos ports on them. There's a little bit of customization that can happen. You can paint these pretty easily. They carry your figure and the accessories. And uh, with version two, they are a vehicle. So uh, I don't like sort of single-use objects, and I, I consider traditional carrying cases to be that. And not to mention, it's a pretty high price point that not every customer needs or wants. Moving on, Johnny McGill, are you planning to make any new accessory packs in the future? Yes, absolutely. New ones and old ones. Uh, in 2020, you'll get both, so stay tuned. Charlie Wren Pope, our final question. What other small toy projects like yourself would you recommend supporting? Uh, I would behoove everybody to support every Glyos maker. I think that's the the immediate correct answer. You need to uh, you need to follow all these accounts. You need to frequent them. You need to purchase them. You know, um, a lot of talk about Small Business Saturday and uh, commercialism and Black Friday and things like that. I, I think that when you purchase goods from any of the Glyos makers or any independent maker for that matter. Uh, you are directly influencing people's livelihoods. You are letting these creators uh, pay the bills, order more product, live another day. Um, when you buy a Hasbro toy or you buy a Mattel toy, are you ultimately saving any jobs or are you just padding the sort of stock value for the chair people? I think there's an argument to be made there. So if you want your money to really have a meaningful impact these small operations, uh, who, by the way, are probably the only people in the toy industry making interesting, creative, risky, weird choices. Um, you know, your money really supports that. So I encourage people to frequent all of them. And uh, that does it, folks. I hope you are having a wonderful life. And the only thing left to say is pizza out.